someone was out there throwing a spear last weekend, what did you do? Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Spartan Race. And yes, throwing a spear is part of it. There's a lot of other things going on there in the race as well. Make a public commitment. Put a date on the calendar. Let's do a Spartan Race together. If you use code SPARTANDAD, that's code SPARTANDAD, you'll get 25% off any race. For those wanting to race in Nashville, I have a way you can get your whole race paid for. Reach out to me. Check out Spartan Race. Use code SPARTANDAD. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, you're a group, you're a blog, you're a podcast, you're a distillery, whatever it is, you need laser edge glassware at wholesale prices. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to get you in touch with the whole family behind distilleryproducts.com doing amazing things. We use them. You should too at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coors. Whether it's the chaser, the traveler, the camper, the barrels, the roto-molded coolers, be the coolest dad this summer at the pool, at the beach, camping, whatever it is you're doing at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON for 20% off your order. That's code DADSEASON for 20% off your order. And make sure you check out coming this summer. They're going to have their 10th anniversary cooler. It's going to be pretty cool. And then you can laser on that chaser teeny. You can put logos on there, custom stuff it's going to be really cool use code dad season for 20 percent off at orcacoolers.com zeke baker what do you have for me tonight um i'll be nice and polite and you know this has always been a dad show before anything else and a big kudos to miss sophie your daughter for winning a nice award over the fourth of july look at you paying attention to what's going on in my life. I mean, you know, we have different stances on personal lives and bringing that up and whatever, but I was super proud. I mean, like that was a, I, if you would have seen me when I saw the post, I literally clapped without clapping, but I, <laughs> I, I was very proud of that one, man. I want to go back moments. I want to go back to this different stances on personal life. We'll go to that after the jump, but <laughs> Don't think I didn't hear that, but I am curious. So I'm so curious about that, but it was kind of funny because like the city of Franklin does a kid's parade and she did it last year and she didn't get a trophy. And this year she's like, I'm going to get a trophy. I'm going to get a trophy. And you know, there's like over a hundred kids there. So you're like, okay, you know, Sophie, if you don't get a trophy, it's okay. We're just going to try harder next year. It's okay. And you saw what I looked like. I mean, I was like a big ass American flag there standing right next to her. I don't know if the fact that her dad went all out had anything to do with like attracting the judges near her, but she had her number on the front of her bike and I could see the judges like, so it was raining. My wife was over under an awning. So I'm standing out in the rain with her at first. It, the rain cleared up before the parade, but the judges are like, is her number on the front of the bike? And I'm like, man, they keep asking for her number. Maybe we got a <laughs> shot here, but I didn't say anything. Like, I didn't want to get anybody's hopes up. But I'm like, they keep asking where her number is. Like, maybe. And then they said most patriotic on two or three wheels. And then they called her name. I was so excited. I was so proud of her. She was jumping up and down because she got a trophy. And... She got a $25 Visa gift card. So thank you very much to the city of Franklin, Tennessee, for uh, everything you did for the parade. I think the Lions Club had something to do with it. So thank you all. Sophie enjoyed it. 
Hope everybody had a happy and healthy fourth. Let's go ahead and start the show. Everyone, my name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is the private Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad Trigger Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. So I think I know where we stand on here, but I mean, let's make it clear: we've never actually had this conversation. So I know the name of our podcast. I mean, we've been around since 2016, and we haven't had this conversation publicly or privately, for that matter. But I feel like with the name Dad's Drinking Bourbon, I try to put dads first because I don't want people to think that we're like alcoholics that are dads. Like I want them to know that we are good dads. For people that don't know, Zeke is, a, Zeke is an amazing father. He's out there. He's taking Charleston to the airport to look at planes all the time because Charleston loves looking at planes and construction equipment, all that kind of good stuff. I don't know what you're doing with Layla. Have you embraced being a girl dad? She took off part of my nose a couple of days ago. Looks intact. No, like she has a little um, shark thing. You <laughs> squeeze the back and it's meant to like pick up things in the pool. So I go to get her in the pool because, you know, she's not quite swimming, obviously. Well, she squeezes it on my nose. Kids are known to do that. I kind of wince up. I don't say much. I manage not to cuss. Bite the shit out of my tongue, too. I'm like, mm, smarted real good. You were like, guess it's shark week. <clears throat> and then, of course, there's my mom. I think you're bleeding, babe. <laughs> <laughs> So is this where you're going to tell me that you're private and I'm public and there's a difference there? No, not that. Um, I got you stumped. There's a lot of dead air here when I told you I'm not editing. Oh man. You even told me you don't edit. It's probably the worst show not to edit. You know, I grew up in the country and I, I like country things and I still in my mind try to live in a time and place where certain things didn't exist. Like we're driving back today and uh, the boy. That I come we ain't got tablets in your car. Mom gives us tablets. So that's fine. There's a lot of stuff to see on this road you ain't going to see in the city, son. Yeah, but it's just easier to occupy us with tablets. So, well, bud, you know there weren't no tablets when I was a kid, and as far as I'm concerned, I turned out pretty damn fine. So I have a question for you, because, I, I mean, I agree. I would agree with you that, too much is reliant on technology these days and there needs to be more of a balance between technology and i mean when i was a kid we had our bikes we had the woods behind my house 
you know, I think we got Nintendo and Sega Genesis at some point, but like even then we weren't playing video games all the time. It would be like you would play a little bit and go do something else. I mean, how how long can you really play Mario for? But yeah. I mean, you get bored and be like, all right, let's go outside and play horse. Let's see who can really win a game here. Come on. Let's but even with Mario, like you can beat the game in two minutes. It's documented. Like there are YouTube videos. If you know how to play the game, you can beat it in two minutes. So, you know, you go through Mario and maybe you play for an hour at most. And then you're like, okay, let's go outside. So I understand and I appreciate uh, like so much of what you're saying. I also know what it's like to be in a nine-hour road trip with a kid in the car. At some point, like, they're done seeing the road pass by quickly, and they need a movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> sorry for anyone that doesn't, I guess, know the context. John goes on some long-ass road trips. <laughs> From Nashville to my family in Northwest Georgia is about three hours. And it aggravates me to the core to think my kids couldn't handle three hours in a car. Yeah, three hours versus nine hours is a little <laughs> different, right? Like at a certain Again, point. It, it's not a judgmental thing. It was, I don't know, you know, it's funny. Like when you think about like way back in the day, like, man, like what will my parents said to me if I came up with some notion like that? Well, after they slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, even like if I have to listen to JoJo Siwa or Taylor Swift, or I, and I don't mind listening to some of that music, uh, I've been known to sing along. But at a certain point, like I don't want to listen to that the whole ride. I love some T Swizzle, but nine hours of T Swizzle is a lot. So. I like breaking it up a little bit. I like putting on some stuff I want to listen to at some point. Like if you're not having them do the tablet on a long road trip. And again, I know I'm comparing a long road trip to a short road trip, right? At, at a certain point, it's like, kid, just watch this movie. I want to listen to some adult music. I want <laughs> like, I can't listen to nobody can change me one more time. I need something that's a little bit, I need like, you know, some 90s rock, I need some hip-hop, I need something that you can't listen to, so, like, put your headphones on, watch this movie, and let me listen to some stuff that has some cuss words in it. Oh, I mean, I wasn't that bad. I just played Morgan Wallen and uh, Kid Rock. But the, the polite songs, I know which ones they are. But, like, it brings the point up, so, like, I'll let Sophie listen to what she wants to listen to, but when I was growing up, what my parents had on the radio was what was on the radio. Like I wasn't touching that to change it. It wasn't until I was a teenager that I could change my mom's car, but I wouldn't be caught dead changing my dad's radio. <laughs> you know, like it, there's just, and even now I will change my dad's radio when I'm up there visiting, but I will only put on stations that I know he will enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to go up there and, and put on nineties hip hop with my dad in the car, but I will go put on like something that has the traveling Wilburys. 
I mean, it's generational shifts. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, we'll all buck the system and say, well, back in my day, I don't know, maybe, maybe I try to hold on more than most. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're as far off as you think we are. Like, don't think you're a unicorn here. I think a lot of us. Oh, I don't. I, I don't by any means. Yeah. <clears throat> most of us, I think I'm a damn idiot. No. I mean, I think <laughs> a lot of play us. play the thing. They'll shut the hell up. No. It's still okay. like. The low road. You let them play with the thing, but at the same time, you're like, I don't want to let them play with the thing because I want them to go outside. You know, like tonight was a perfect example. Sophie was on the couch and we had had a while where she was not watching TV tonight and she had just sat down to watch TV and one of the neighbor girls came outside and was looking to play with Sophie and we were like, all right, Sophie, TV off, go play. You know, like the second it popped up, so she probably got 10 minutes of TV, but it's like, if you can go outside and play, go outside and play like TV should be reserved for when it's raining or it's cold as shit. Yeah. I mean, everything has a time and place. I don't know. There's no right or wrong. She had our kids growing up smarter and probably more successful than we are, regardless of what we do. I so. agree. <laughs> Well, thank you all for the deviation tonight. This was, we don't talk enough dad stuff. If you want us to talk more dad stuff, let us know. We will. There's a, a time and a place for everything. But tonight we are drinking two things from the Spirits Lab Distilling Company. It's Hudson Valley newest craft distillery. It's located just steps from the Hudson River waterfront in Newburgh, New York, in the city's historic district. It's directly across from General Washington's headquarters during the Revolutionary War, a national historic site. So they use New York-grown grains and botanicals to produce a line of small-batch craft spirits and premium bottled cocktails as an homage to the areas rich with history and lore. Many of our spirits are named after iconic New York places. So all of these are stuff that they're trying to do smaller scale craft distillery so they have a five points rye a bull's head bourbon a vodka an east end gin a blood orange old-fashioned so they were nice enough to send us some of their blood orange old-fashioned and their bull's head bourbon to drink so the bull's head bourbon is a small batch weeded bourbon that is exceptionally smooth and has a unique depth of character. Named after the landmarks Bull's Head Tavern, where Washington took his troops to toast their final victory before marching into Manhattan, this bourbon is a celebration of independence of spirit. It is distilled in the Hudson Valley from 100% New York ingredients and then aged for five years in 53-gallon independent stave companies copper select oak barrels so spirits lab is going to have to do some editing to their website <laughs> i'm looking at this it says their mash bill is 70 percent corn 20 percent wheat five percent malted barley there's five percent missing somewhere zeke baker <laughs> i don't know where it is i'm dying to figure out where it is but we'll have to go back to them and let them know they're missing five percent well, you know, speaking of kids, they, they're learning math a different way than we ever did. I'll tell you that much. This is Common Core <laughs> at its <laughs> finest. 
Uh, we used to be able to put the ones on the top when you're going from right to left, but so I don't know. I mean, seventy percent corn, twenty percent wheat, five percent malted barley. Uh, shit. What what's the proof in ABV? Because I only took a sample on this one, oh, and you sorry. have the bottles. Ninety proof, forty five percent for the bourbon, and I've got. 80 proof and 40% for the blood orange old fashioned. And I will say, granted, this is 110%, maybe 105% our fault um, for being delayed in this. But with it being summer, I would have liked to try that. Would you say East Gin? <laughs> oh, the East End Gin? It's summertime. You know, it's, it's tougher to drink bourbon right now. I'm not going to lie. I don't know this blood orange old fashioned. I mean, as long as we've kept this and this has been a few months, I'll be honest that this has been in the queue and the fact that that blood orange old fashioned is a essentially a cocktail in a bottle and it hasn't turned. I mean, I'm getting, we don't have to go into details on the old fashioned. It is very good. I'm surprised how much orange is on there. I'm surprised it hasn't turned sitting in the bottle for a few months. It, I mean, that is the magic with something like that to get it to actually stay solid for a long period of time. For sure. And I don't think you or I either one dabble in this space a ton, but if I'm thinking about it in a marketing aspect, and like the whole RTD realm, how much more weight does a bottled product pull versus a 12 or 16 ounce can? I don't know. I mean, I think it's harder to keep it in the can and I'd love to have some people on to talk RTDs and things like that. So that is ready to drink things for people that, have never heard RTD before, but you know, it's the can versus the bottle. I mean, the bottles typically like slow and low rock and rye was in a bottle, but then they also made a can of it. So I don't know. I yeah, mean, yeah, but those little cans are crushers. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> they are, they are, but like, um, <clears throat> dare I say this blood orange old fashioned kind of reminds me like, I feel like it's bourbon mixed with grandma. Oof. I don't know if you got that vibe from it. And maybe it's because I have a bottle of Grand Marnier right next to me that I kind of took. Like when I got that vibe, I took a little sip of it. And I'm like, man, this could kind of be grandma mixed with some bourbon. I mean, literally where, where I got hung up, I mean, I already <clears throat> you know cast my net, but. It was very simply the fact of most ready-to-drink things are in a can now. I'm sure simplicity, et cetera, whatever. Like it, it looks different than if I'm pouring you a cocktail out of a bottle. Like if you see me pour that can, you know I kind of uh, you know cheated a little bit. But if I pour something out of a bottle, there's some ice. Maybe I throw in a dash or two of bitters or something else that makes it just, you know, a better presentation. You think I fixed you a drink 
versus, man, this fool poured me something out of a can. Do you think it's one of those things, you know, when someone says, like, I'm going to invite you over for dinner and I'm going to cook and they went to a restaurant and they just replated all the restaurant's food? Is that how you feel about a glass versus a can? Like, you're making someone think that you went the back and actually whipped up the cocktail yourself and it was really good. And they're like, man, this cocktail is good. What's in it? You're like, oh, I bought it from Spirits Lab. I mean, would that not strike you differently, though? No. If you're sitting there on the sofa, hanging out, watching something on TV, and you see somebody making drinks for the room, and you see somebody crack a ready-to-drink can versus pouring something out of a bottle. To me, I I think I would feel differently. I kind of just feel like that's a classy SOB that is pouring a classy high-end cocktail. and For For the can or the bottle, sorry. For the bottle. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the bottle gives you a better feeling, right? It, it makes me feel classier. It makes me feel, yeah. I, I thought okay, you were yeah, thinking yeah. the other way, but no. Like, we're no, 100% no, 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 on the I'm same saying. page. Like it, it, it's one of those weird presentation things. Like, you see somebody start cracking cans, you're like, ah, what's this schmuck pouring me? I'm like, if we're not uh, at a pool, the beach, or a golf course, and you're cracking a can... I just have some questions. Exactly. You okay, know, right, like, so, yeah, we're good. I'm not going to like <laughs> walk down the street cracking an, an RTD can, but like, you know, if I can't have glass by the pool, heck yeah, give me cans all day. But, you know, you can't have glass at the beach either. And then the golf course, you just want something you could throw in a cooler. So, like, I understand the RTD applications here. I feel like if you're at home, and you pull out a bottle and you're like, listen, I know this company. They're out of New York. They make killer cocktails and they put them in bottles because let's be honest, like this is a really damn good blood orange old fashioned. Like there's a lot of good orange flavor on it. I'm not getting any youth in the whiskey. I'm not getting other things that distract from what I expect to get in a blood orange old fashioned. And part of me is really bummed that I gave you this bottle now. Like I was, I know I try to divvy up some of the stuff that we get. And so sometimes I'll take the sample and then give you the bottle. And sometimes I keep the bottle and give you a sample. And I was like, I'm going to give Zeke these bottles and this blood orange old fashioned. And this is where, when it is in a bottle like this, you have to have an orca you know, you have to have an uh, an orca with you and pour it in the orca, and you just go dad season to get twenty percent off, and take that to the pool with you instead of actually having an RTD can. Thank you for the long winded explanation. As I can always expect, I was just going to simply say, nobody pays attention to how like many steps you go into making a drink. But if they see you pouring a glass versus a can, they turn their head away and they know. They know. <laughs> or they think they know, I guess. Well, I think this is uh I had a long pause there. Sorry. I think this is killer. I'm all for this drink. What about you? Yes, the uh the, the old fashioned 
yeah, the old fashioned, I mean, like I say, I love a lot of these products this time of year, especially it's damn good drinker. It's 80 proof. Like, and you don't have to work for it. John and I don't really like mixing drinks. If you never picked up on that, I was a bartender. I just don't have the time to make a really good drink at this point. Like the kid goes to bed. I'm tired. I got the dogs. I took, took the dogs out. I'm coming back in. Like, I don't have time to make a killer mixed drink. Like, I either want to pour it or I just want to pour whiskey, but I could see this being really good over a couple of cubes as well. You know, in your, your Orca barrel, just pour a big gold cube in there and and pour some of this over it. It would be really good. I'm a fan. Let's move over to the bourbon. That is 95% in the mash bill. It's 70% corn, 20% wheat. 5% 5% malted barley. I'm going to look into this. What it is 90 proof, Zeke. What did you think about this whiskey? Uh, I mean, I'll play my hand uh, early on here. We've had plenty of things from up north, especially in New York. Most of them, I don't think you or I, either one, have really loved or cared for. Most young wheaters you or I don't really care for. Uh, but I thought this was a Pretty damn good drinker. Um, my thoughts very simply was it has some youth and some nuances, but it never really strays the course. The corn that's there, it's sweet. Is it a little young? Sure. But the sweet wins out. The weeded aspect of it, um, you know, that's what you expect to, you know, be kind of blanched or bland let your barrel show a little more pretty soft lets the barrel showcase itself some and the char is not too heavy to be you know bitter drying etc and the malted barley good personally i like a little more influence but it's still good could it be more more well-rounded yes but all in all, for a, a four-year product at 90 proof, I enjoy drinking it. And that's just kind of the conclusion I arrived at. While you were doing that, I was trying to find the mash bill if I could anywhere. And it's amazing <laughs> to me how many other websites have taken 70% corn, 20% wheat, and 5% malted barley as the standard mash bill. And nobody has gone back to them and said hey that's 95 but i have to agree with you the sweetness on this is killer i am not getting youth on this at all i think there's a lot to be said about the blend where you have a you know a weeder that's on that four-year scale that isn't hot and it's not youthful either i'm not getting a citrus tone to it i'm not getting Uh, any heat on it i'm not even really kind of getting a lot of influence on the barrel on this one we know it goes in 53 gallon barrels but i mean i think a lot has to do with the cooperage lately too where you know they're picking independent stave we know that is a solid cooperage i think that has a lot to do with what the finished product is as well don't get a lot of barrel influence don't get a lot of oak on this just a lot of sweet vanillin and you know it's just good 
I think I said that wrong. It's vanillin, isn't it? Tomato, tomato. I'm having a day. Pe- pecan, pecan. I mean, we can go all day on this. One of my favorite things was an episode of uh, It's Always Sunny where he's like, we were a member of the Pecan Sandies. That was the name of his band, Frank's. But uh, I really enjoy this, and I buried the lead here, Zeke, because the other thing I'd say about this, the MSRP is $39.99, which is an absolute no-brainer. You know, you put that in with this, and you said it best. I hate giving you credit, but I always love to give you credit where credit is due. You said this is a great drinker, and I would have to agree. You know, this isn't going to be something you're going to pour that's going to be, this is the finest bourbon I have on my shelf. But if you're like, this is a really, really solid pour that you can't go wrong with and nobody's going to say they hate it, like, I want to give it more praise than that because of all the reasons we talked about, because the fact it's a younger weeder and how well it was blended together, how well it was made. It is a very, very good whiskey. They did an amazing job on it, but that price is even better. Like it just puts it in that category of like, that's something that somebody can have as a solid drinker rather than something they're only pulling out for the weekends. And and that's something you want. You want to be the peop the brand that people go to more rather than seldom. Lee. Yeah, I mean, I, I think both sides of the coin. The non-bourbon person they'll enjoy it bottle looks nice good presentation etc the uh you know if you have the random snooty person that shows up at your party they're like ah you're pouring me a whiskey out of new york new york city yeah man take a swig or two then talk to me thanks bye Bye. That's <laughs> what the kids say these days. They tell me. <laughs> Your totes cray cray. Bye. Yeah, I, never heard, I never heard that one. Sorry. Anyways, thank you, Bull Run, for sending this our way. I think we're four thumbs up. I have two thumbs. Zeke has two thumbs. And we like whiskey. So I am a buy it on this. Zeke, are you a buy it? Yeah. No, honestly, both products. Thoroughly enjoy, uh, especially in the summertime. Uh, I'm uh, I'm more on these cocktails that I don't have to make scene. Summertime and the living's easy. John, every time you sing, we lose listeners. Oh, they already stopped listening at this point anyway. So <laughs> go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an opener on us review, just like we leave opener on us reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Music City, US of A. Cheers. Ciao.